Good afternoon and welcome to the Entheogenic Midwife Podcast. This is Omalewa, your host. And today we have a special guest. We have Gogo Ateo Ganyezi. She is an Sangoma ancestral medicine woman, and she will be sharing with us today her gifts. Good afternoon. How are you? I am well. Thank you so much for having me on today. You are most welcome. Thank you for joining us. Um, how's your day? Um, my day's going well so far. Just um, preparing for uh, some clients to do some ancestral work. So, you know, I'm always excited when I have people coming to, um, you know, do work in deepen their connection with their ancestors. So it's perfect that I'm preparing for that today, and then we have this talk, so that would be good to get into a few things. Excellent. Um, so for those of us who don't know, um, can you explain what is a Sangoma Ancestral Medicine Woman? Yes. Um, well, a Sangoma is a traditional healer um, within the Zulu tradition. Um, so within the Zulu tradition, they have different um, types of traditional healers. Um, a Sangoma is more of a, a general term for traditional healers. Um, and then from there, once you go through that initiation, you begin to kind of develop your unique um, healing gifts because by that time, your um, guiding ancestor or your Alozi, that's what the... Um, the term is called by that time your Lozi would have emerged and it's clear on the path that you're going to take and so far as like what type of work you'll do and um you you pretty much when you go through the the process of initiation you learn your ancestor in the, the method of ukupola that they practice and ukupola is just um it just means consultation. And so there's various types of consultation. We consult um, using bones, like doing uh, bone divination. Mm-hmm. We um, also just consult using water. So what we know is like scrying, um, as well as just able, just able to read just, you know, by <clears throat> utilizing just mediumship skills and things of that nature. So it's different ways in which um, we heal, and we also utilize the medicines, the mutis, the traditional um, ancestral herbs to um, heal people, kind of like based on what that person is going through, because there's thousands of, of mutis that we can use. And so, um, like I said, when you're going through your initiation process, it really becomes kind of clear the type of work you're going to be doing and so with that comes the type of mutis and medicines that you're going to be working with so um i probably out of like i said a thousand medicines i probably work with mm, 25 of them on a regular basis because that's based on the type of people that come to me and the problems in which you know they're they're dealing with so no what type I'm sorry. What type of people um, seek out you and your gifts? Um, a, a lot of the, the people that I work with um, are dealing with a lot of anxiety, depression, 
Um, also those that are really <clears throat> looking for direction, you know, on their, on their path and seeking to connect with their ancestors. So either just beginning their journey or those that um, have already began their journey, but really need to go to a different level um, of work. And due to that, um, they begin to feel physical, um, physical ailments, you know, like I said, such as the, the depression, the anxiety, um, experiencing migraines and um, just body pains, you know, so a lot of the work um, that I do helps to relieve those type of symptoms. Awesome. Um, what I know you said you use 25 different Muji's. Yeah, Mutis. 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 Mm-hmm. 25 different Mutis. Would you mind naming a few? Are there any that we may be familiar with here in the States? <laughs> Probably not, because um, most of the Mutis that I work with are um, from South Africa, um, so they're not found here. But, I mean, I, I do also work with, you know, local herbs and things like that, so I definitely, like my sacred herb, I always use. Um, a lot of basil, mint, um, mm-hmm. chamomile, um, thing, lemongrass. I love lemongrass. Um, those, those type of herbs that I mix, you know, with the muti. So um, we use a lot of impepo, and impepo is like a, a ancestral sage, so to speak. It's something that um, what I consider to be an elevated ancestor is something that they will respond to. It's a fragrance that calls, calls them near. So we use a lot of them in Pepo. And then another just method in way that we use the Mutis is called Futa. And Futa is like a traditional steam. So I might mix some of um, the Pepo, the ancestral um, herb. I might mix in like I said, some lemongrass or some lavender along with some umkanyakure. And umkanyakure is a muti that deals, like I said, with um, depression and anxiety. <clears throat> and it translates to mean shine bright from afar, right? And so it really helps to enliven and awaken a person's senses, you know, and also really calls on their own ancestors, right, to rise. Because when your ancestors have risen and feel elevated, you feel that, you know. So a Mm -hmm. lot of the work that I do for a person is to help elevate their ancestors so that person can feel physically stronger, you know, emotionally and energetically stronger. And those medicines, that's what they do. They help to strengthen the person on a physical level, um, an energetic level, and really just a, a cellular level because it, it goes deep to also um, heal that ancestor that resides within, you know, the DNA as well. Mm-hmm. Do you work more with women, men, couples? Interestingly enough, um, I, I would say as of a few months ago that I, I primarily only worked with women, but um, as of lately, all, all I've been getting is men, you know, so um, I just recently <clears throat> initiated another twaza, and a twaza is what we in Ubongoma, 
um, the tradition that I practice, it means an initiate, um, someone that is going through the, the process to become a Sangoma. So I just initiated another Twaza, and he happens to be a male. So the next few um, Twazas that I have, um, they're all they're all men. <laughs> so um, with each group, you know, that I initiate, it it's different, you know. And so now that's what's being sent to me, you know. And so it's interesting because the energy is much different, you know, in in the way in which um, men respond to the medicine is different as well, you know. So that that's just been interesting to see, you know, mm-hmm. how I'm able to evolve and how my ancestors are able to respond, you know, regardless <clears throat> whether it's men or women. But as of right now, it's it's a mix. Okay. What called you to this work? What called me to this work? Um, I would really say my my ancestors. This is a part of um, my path, uh, my journey here on Earth. To be a Sangoma, you must be called. It's not a tradition like some where you can just choose to practice. You know, so in order to practice these traditions. There needs to be someone in your bloodline that was a Sangoma that will come back to work through you. Um, so it's really something that was just already a part of my destiny, um, and it, it activated <laughs> when it activated. And so now I'm walking this path, and really <clears throat> this journey encompasses everything that I've that I've always done, you know. But it's on a on a deeper level now. So all of the gifts that I had growing up, they get to be expressed through this work, you know? So it's really just the culmination of, of all that I've done throughout my life now being expressed through this healing work. Wonderful. Um, we have a, a lot of people that are coming out of indoctrination and different religious systems. Is there anything that you would recommend for um, beginners that are doing ancestral work? Absolutely. I'm actually um, writing a book currently about my journey and on this topic um, precisely. And what what I recommend um, before doing anything is really just seeking connection with your ancestors so in doing that in whatever way you know how at the moment right and so most people coming out of um you know church or <clears throat> whatever really tradition they know to pray you know and just to meditate and really i recommend just starting with that just praying taking time to connect and and just center your mind and tune into that energy and ask them for guidance and ask them for the next step. You know, ask them to to send you someone to assist you. You know, if you're not, if you're not keen or don't really know, you know, what to do next because it's really important to have mentors, you know, on this path. You know, so ask them to send you who they feel you should you should work with. And really begin to just deepen your connection with them. You know, um, I began my journey just 
wanting to learn about crystals and working with candles and just doing, you know, reading cards, whatever I could do to deepen um, my connection to my inner self, you know, and help to strengthen my intuition. That's what I did. And more and more over time, it began to progress, you know, and grow. So start there, you know, go out in nature, you know, connect with the river, connect with earth and just spend some time by yourself and really just kind of get away from the crowd. You know, your ancestors, they really um, want just you, you know, and so give them that time. And it doesn't have to be a lot of time. You can start with five, ten minutes a day, you know, where you just take some time to yourself and connect with them with that intention, you know. Yeah. And see where that takes you. <laughs> I know I know, and can guarantee that will take you somewhere. Is there a, like, um, a ritual that you would recommend for beginners? A simple a ritual? ritual? Yes. Um, the ritual, just light a candle and, and connect. I don't really recommend for beginners to do rituals. You know, I feel like the ritual is, is you. Connect with yourself before you're trying to do rituals, you know, because you don't know who is responding or what's on the other side of that, especially when you're beginning. When you begin, begin to feel more comfortable with your own energy, then I feel then you can be begin to do that. You know, some people, you know, in, in today's time, you can go on any Facebook group and get any ritual you want, you know. So, <laughs> this is true, very true. My, my advice might not be too popular, but that's what I suggest is really we need to kind of slow down because there's people that are opening up things. I get that all the time, you know, people that are doing things and trying to do rituals that don't um, really know what they're doing, you know, and they, and they do more harm than good, you know, and they kind of deter themselves on their path by doing those things before it's time. So, the ritual really is just taking time just to connect and listen, listen for the guidance and whatever guidance that you receive, that is the ritual. Then do that. You see what I'm saying? That, that, yes, I, so I, yes. can't tell, I can't tell you what that is because that's going to be different for each person based on their unique situation. You get what I'm saying? That's why I don't feel it's responsible for people you know, to give out these rituals because every situation, every person's energy is unique. Every situation is unique and requires something different. So whatever it is that you're seeking, you have to take time to still your mind and, and connect with your higher self, your spirits, right? And then you need to also take the time to know that those are your your spirits. It's not just some energy that's trying to get you to do something, Right. Just to feed, just to feed a force. Yes. That's not for you. See, so that's where all, all of those things build upon each other. So taking that time. So then you're confident, you know, these are my ancestors because it's been confirmed through different experiences. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I do recommend actually for people starting out, thank you, is getting a journal. Right. And really 
noting these experiences down. So when you're doing your meditations, when you're lighting your candles, when you're putting uh, water down for your ancestors, when you're putting um, a, some food down for your ancestors, right? And starting with those basic things and you're connecting and talking with them and sharing your experiences that you're having and the things that you need and you're beginning to see things happen, journal those things and even journal your um, experiences when you're when you're meditating you know journal all of those things the different sensations that you may be feeling in your body when you're talking to your ancestors or your your uh, guiding spirits pay attention to all of the things that are happening note all of those things down and over time you begin to see different patterns you know for me it, it was almost like literally to the day when I would go back and look at some of my my um, journal writings like they would communicate the same thing the same time you know mm. and over time I'm able to was able to really see a bigger picture and see how the that one thing evolved over time you know and was was able to to learn it through all these many layers even though it was this one thing that evolved over years you know but if I wouldn't have written all those things down the mind tends to forget small things, you know, but it's those little things that build up to the big things, you know? Mm-hmm. So th- that's what I recommend. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. I wholeheartedly agree. We are the ritual and yes, it, people are looking for a set plan, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> for instance, success. And you do, you have to go within. So I appreciate you for sharing that. Um, yeah, what area are you located in, or what areas are you located? <laughs> right. When, when I'm um, based in the United States, because uh, I do go to South Africa every year um, to spend time there for about three months, I bring uh, people from the states there um, on my annual retreat, and I also bring my my twaza there to, you know, graduate and complete whatever. Um, rights need to be done on the land there. Um, So I do that yearly. And then when I'm in the States, I'm based in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Uh, So that's where I'm currently um, residing right now. And I usually go to Africa uh, probably like from February to May um, once a year. And then, uh, and then those other times I'm in the States. How can we find you? Um, you can connect with me pretty much on social media. You can find me um, on Facebook at in my name, Gogo Oteo Benyezi. That's G-O-G-O-A-T-E-Y-O. My last name is spelled N-K-A-N-Y-E-Z-I. Um, I also have a business page, um, Ancestral Wealth. So you can find me there as well on um Instagram at Ancestral Wealth. So that's pretty much it for right now. I'm going to, like I said, be coming out with a book that should be released um, at the end of October. And I'll also be doing a mystery school that starts um, toward the end of this year. So you should be seeing um, some of that. And if you're interested in um, just connecting with me, you can always email me at gogoatail at ancestralwealth.com. And that's the best way to get a hold of me if you're interested in 
um, a reading or dream interpretation. Um, I also do house cleansings. I recently did a ancestral uh, marriage ceremony, which was very beautiful. <laughs> so, nice. Yes, yes, that was beautiful. And they, they've been married for 10 years, but probably for a few years they were having um, just some difficulty within the marriage. And um, one of my clients had reached out to me, you know, expressing this and wanted to get some advice. And this was probably two years ago that, you know, that this, this started. Um, and I suggested then that they do this ceremony to kind of bring together their ancestors because what was shown was one, her husband had an ancestral calling. He needed to go through initiation and she also had some other work that needed to be done. And so, because those things were not seen at the time when they were married, because most people don't think to um, do an ancestral reading, (laughs) you know, when getting married, they don't really go that deep into it. And we've lost some of those practices. You know, you're now bringing and merging, you know, two lineages together in a household and all of this energy and wondering why some sometimes you're not getting along. And a lot of the times it's not even you. It's the ancestors and the people, <laughs> the dead people that are behind you, you know, that are at play. <laughs> so we... Um, did the the ceremony and since then you know it's been really really good she's actually pregnant now and a baby is coming so it's just just been a a really good um thing for their for their marriage to do um so i recommend people if you're thinking about getting married or even if you are and you're experiencing um, different issues, especially for people who have spiritual gifts, it's important to do work because with this ceremony, then you're now creating a family altar, you know, that is for you and your partner, you know, and also your children. Like it, it, it gets deep <laughs> when dealing with the ancestors, and I don't think, you know, people really realize how how much they have behind them, you know, and, and what they're standing upon, you know, when, when dealing with the ancestors and it's different, people just think, Oh, I can just put a plate down for my ancestors and that's it. Or I just need to burn some ancestor money (laughs) and that's it. And it's like, well, that is, but there's a lot more to it as well. And whether you know it or not, you know, you're still going to reap, um, the consequences from not doing the work, you know, good or bad, you'll, you'll still get, get those things. So it's important for people to do the work, you know, and, and at least try to begin to connect with their ancestors and get guidance. And when you're doing that, like I said, with the meditations, those things will come to you, you know, those ideas will come to you and it's not for you to doubt, you journal it and then maybe seek help, you know, for the things that you're come that are coming back to you if you're not necessarily understanding the messages that your ancestors are giving. That's when you seek, you know, help of a priest or someone who is more knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I know that that wasn't the, the question that you asked. But no, I, you're fine. It's uh, yes, it's it all flows together. It all flows together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'm curious with your work and experience around uh, preconception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum. Mm-hmm. I really haven't. I, I actually during the time that um, I was beginning my training to be um, a doula is when I got hit with my, um, what is known as like ubizu is experiencing the ancestral sickness. It just got, got really bad. So I had to drop out of my program. So I don't really do, um, birth work in that way. What I do, I, I still definitely do like the womb steams and I definitely can do some ancestral work insofar as doing the the different um, methodologies that we have for healing, the different treatments, but it's not specific to birth work. That might be a result. A baby might be a result, but I don't necessarily specialize in that, if that makes sense. Okay. Awesome. Um, Any word for our listeners, a message, song you'd like to share? A, a message my message is to really trust in yourself and listen to the wisdom that you have within because you truly do know the way and a lot of the times even when we're getting readings or consultations the reason why those things resonate with you is because that person has tapped into your truth right and it's the truth that's already present and so when you hear your truth being um, given back to you, that's how, how you know, you know. So really, you can do that for yourself is, is by spending time with yourself, listening to the song in your heart. You know, Ubangoma or to be a Sangoma means the way of the drum, right? And it's not a, a drum, in my opinion, that is out there, although we do use the drum to go into trance, I feel it's the drum within the beat of your heart, right? The beat that is in between the, the stillness. Listen to that, and in that is the guidance of your ancestors. It's the guidance of your soul, right? So take that time just to listen and tune into your truth. And then once you have tuned into your truth, then then listen to your truth and move in truth and then we get to see that beauty in the world so that's that's my message to the listeners thank you for that now you mentioned the word trance Mm -hmm. um is that something that typically happens for you the sangoma or is that for um the families you serve as well um, I mean, there, there are, like I said, different mutis that can induce trance, but for Sangoma trance, um, is what we do to bring back information from the ancestors. Um, it's a thing that happens, um, when the Alozi or the Amalozi, your group of ancestors, when they come down or possess or embody you, um, it's, it's just something 
that is a part of just really the way of life is going in and out of trance and for for me if it's um like clients coming most of the people if they experience trance around me it's because they have they have an ancestral gift it's not something that um like with different plant medicines or ayahuasca or um, working with um, other mushrooms or psychedelics that we induce in that way. If a person goes into trance, it's because their ancestor is trying to come forward. Okay. And it's not anything really that um, a medicine or even a muti in, brings on. It's something that's already within them. And it's something that happens when we may be playing the drums. So the different drum patterns sometimes calls on those ancestors or awakens those ancestors up that are within mm-hmm. you see. So it's a, the drum is really a, um, a big part of, of our tradition. We use that in many, many, many different ways to heal the body because the, with the drum, we have a thing that's called mgiri, and mgiri is is different dances that we do, and there are different um, reflexology points on the feet, right, that are activated when we do certain dances, certain steps. So, our people and our ancestors knew that even dancing heals the body because you're activating different different organs, you know and healing different ailments that are going on in the body with different movements that you're doing, you know? So even just things just as this movement can, can induce trance with, without even taking a medicine. Cause truthfully, all of those things exist within you. That's Absolutely. the reason why you can take it. <laughs> That's why you can take it and it awakens something. It's already present in you. And if you know how to access it, then you don't even need those things. And those in those medicines, the mother ayahuasca taught me that 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 you can access me without this. Now you know how to find me. Mm-hmm. And ever since I tried to do ayahuasca, since then I've never had an experience <laughs> ever ever since that major experience that she told me that. I've ne- it's never been the same. It's just like drinking water. And I'm just looking around, helping everyone else in the room. So eventually I just stopped taking it because I, I really heeded her message. It's like, I do know how to find you now. I don't I don't need it in that way anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Thank you for sharing that. I remember you telling me. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's wonderful. We wonder. had that talk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Um, I know you have people coming and ceremony to prepare for. Um, so I just wanted to chat with you a bit and thank you so much for your wisdom, your time, your energy, your medicine. Thank you um, so much. Yes. And I will be connecting with you soon. I look forward to it. Thank you. Go, go. And we will be in touch. Okay. Peace.